If you're like me and 3 billion other people, you use a social media platform. As the creators of Twitter, Google, and Facebook gain more users, they also gain more power. This is the first time we've seen corporations large enough to compete with our own government. On August 28th, President Trump sent a series of tweets regarding left-leaning search results whenever you would Google Trump and news. Google and Twitter and Facebook, they're really treading on very, very troubled territory, and they have to be careful. It's not fair to large portions of the population. This claim was quickly refuted by mainstream media outlets like The Washington Post. Google, for its part, has said that um, it doesn't bias its search results and doesn't uh, seek to manipulate political sentiment through its search engine. And MSNBC. So yes, Mr. President, we admit it. Google is failing, and so are we. We failed to report how you were right. However, a vocal minority praised the president for his remarks, believing conservative censorship is increasingly problematic. Trump, and Trump is talking about it, and he is ticked off that Google and Facebook and Twitter are silencing conservative voices. The big story of the day is Google, and thank God for the president. He is really taking the initiative on this, which is surprising because, you know, we've been pushing this for a long time, this free speech issue. I'm asking you to help solve one of the biggest issues facing America today. The First Amendment has to evolve to encompass the conversations that happen on the top two social media platforms. Which are this isn't the first time big tech companies were under fire for allegedly pushing a political agenda. In August of 2017, software engineer James Damore published a 10-page document researching the disparity between men and women in the tech workplace. I was just wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the diversity programs and, you know, really discuss the issues but it never really came to that. Most boring man in the world, James Damore found the disparity had more to do with career choice between men and women. That not all of the male-female disparity in tech may be the result of sexism. Women across populations tend to look for more work-life balance, while men tend to have a higher drive for status. He even offered some solutions on how to get more women involved in technology. You know, okay, on average, women are, say, more cooperative, and how can we change the workplace so that it's not just you know, some alpha male that uh, owns a project and gets promoted and it's actually people working in teams and all of them getting uh, recognized. Google didn't like his answer. Apparently, implying that men and women are inherently different is a terrible thing and, well, to quote the CEO of the company, crossed the line by advancing harmful gender stereotypes, end quote. So they fired him. Ironic, isn't it? The company that hires some of the smartest people in the world couldn't handle well-reasoned scientific discussion. After he was fired, his 10-page memo titled Google's Ideological Echo Chamber went viral. Damore became a minor celebrity himself, appearing on Joe Rogan's podcast, The Rubin Report, Tucker Carlson Tonight, and various news networks. During this coverage, he talked about how Google actually alters its algorithm to fit a certain viewpoint something that Trump was laughed at for claiming. They've only doubled down and haven't really addressed any of the political discrimination, and they never look at the other side. They may not even be trying to directly target people, but you know, if I disagree with you, you must be misinformed or evil. Since this incident, Google's moved on from attacking its employees to its users, and other companies have started following the trend. Last month, radio personality Alex Jones and his website, InfoWars, were banned from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and as of last Thursday, 
Twitter, and Periscope. Jones is known for his often controversial takes on current events. But I will stomp your head in if you start a fight with me, you thug scum. Anyways, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to McDonald's. I am Ben Shapiro. May I help you? All demonic systems genetically engineer all the crops. Overthrow creation. More blood. That's Hillary. Jones was removed from over a dozen websites within 12 hours for 12 different independent companies to collectively agree on banning one specific person makes this look more like a coordinated attack than a minor coincidence. All sites banned him under their irrespective hate speech guidelines that could be interpreted the way we interpret modern art. So for example, Facebook categorizes comparing humans and insects as a tier one attack. So please, Think twice before you start sharing clips from your favorite Spider-Man movies onto your timeline. Conservative political commentator Tucker Carlson was critical of these tech companies for banning Jones. Why are the most powerful companies in the world suddenly so threatened by an independent radio show host in Texas that they're willing to lose business in order to make him shut up? Free speech is for everybody, even the crazies. In a free country, everyone can be heard. In totalitarian societies, only the powerful can be heard. And liberal talk show host Bill Maher felt the same way. If you're a liberal, you're supposed to be for free speech. That's free speech for the free speech, speech you hate. That's what free speech means. We're losing the thread of the concepts that are important to this country. YouTube content creators voiced their concern over the state of free speech, questioning what they can and can't discuss on YouTube. Here's what the most subscribed channel on YouTube, PewDiePie, had to say about Jones's ban. If you don't like someone or something, you speak up against it. You don't shut them out. You don't remove them. Alex, to me, is someone you laugh at. It's someone you don't take seriously. Longtime content creator Philip DeFranco was also skeptical of the ban as he's faced problems with YouTube's loose guidelines. On one side of my brain, I have to acknowledge that all of these tech companies, they are private companies, they are well within their rights to remove someone from their platform. But on the other side of things, where these tech companies end up hurting themselves is with the vague reasons. They say harassment, glorifying violence, dehumanizing language. But they almost never point to specific videos or a specific posts. There are no clear rules stating what you can and can't talk about on YouTube. However, you can go ahead and add Alex Jones himself to the list of things you can't talk about. While YouTubers Ethan and Ela Klein of H3H3 Productions were discussing Jones's ban in their podcast, the stream was shut down. I don't think he really believes what he says. That's definitely debatable. Um, hey guys, uh, let me cut in real quick. Um, we, uh, we just got taken down by YouTube. They just killed our stream. YouTube later responded saying this strike was due to technical difficulties. Supporters of InfoWars believe Jones's ban is what led the president to looking into social media censorship, given Trump's relationship to Jones. Trump appeared on InfoWars in 2015, when he was running for president. I just want to finish by saying your reputation's amazing. I will not let you down. You will be very, very uh, impressed, I hope. And Jones communicates with Trump on an infrequent basis. And now, who gets to talk to the president? Who gets to talk to the Supreme Court justices? Alex Jones. Jones took matters into his own hands last week by visiting Washington, D.C. to confront conservative and liberal politicians over their silence on the social media censorship that's happening. Tomorrow, I got front row tickets to the House hearing, and I'm going over there, and I'm going to be doing—I'm going to go to the Senate hearing, too. I want to be in hearings. I want to face these people. His confrontation with CNN reporter Oliver Darcy is what specifically got Jones banned from Twitter. 
Look at this right here. The guy that goes around policing and calling for censorship and then claims that Trump's wrong. There's no censorship of conservatives or patriots. You are incredibly shameful. How are you doing, Alex? You're just a look at you. Look, look, look you are literally an anti-American, anti-free speech coward. Oliver Darcy, that, ladies and gentlemen. What was that? Anything to say? No, I have nothing to say to Alex. I, good seeing him here. Yeah, all he wants to do is silence everyone so he can then lie about him and get away with it. Twitter's the only company that pointed to a specific video resulting in Jones's ban. That being said, Twitter inconsistently applies its guidelines. Alex Jones and Infowars are permanently banned from Twitter and Periscope, while terrorist organization Hamas still uses these platforms to recruit new members. On August 10th, Vice co-founder Gavin McInnes was banned from Twitter. Gavin McInnes is banned from Twitter forever. This ban occurred right before the Unite the Right 2 rally in Washington, D.C. I took a picture of my computer. It says, specifically for suspended for blank. Creating a narrative of McInnes and his followers being dangerous white nationalists who plan on using Twitter to coordinate a meetup at the rally. But that's not what happened. One of McInnes' final tweets before the ban disavowed the rally. So here is a tweet. It goes without saying, Proud Boys have nothing to do with this and won't go near it. We are a multiracial group that eschews, I have a big vocabulary, the alt-right and despise, and they eschew us too, by the way. The alt-right gives me death threats all the time. And McKinnis opposed 2017's Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Then it started morphing into something much worse, and I said, I'm out. I want to make sure Proud Boys have nothing to do with it, make sure our name isn't on the flyer, I'm not going. Disavow, disavow, disavow. Twitter conveniently lumped Gavin into a group of actual racists because they opposed his pro-Trump stance. I mean, sorry, because blank. Twitter didn't have time to give a reason for his ban because they were too busy verifying Sarah Jong. Sarah Jong was recently hired by New York Times editorial board. After being hired, people discovered her backlog of racist tweets. Jong's tweets talked about canceling white people, equating white people's opinions to dog urine, how much joy she gets out of being cruel to white men, and many more tweets regarding the same topic. Both McInnes and Jong are controversial figures but they faced polar opposite consequences. Being anti-PC and pro-Trump will get you banned on Twitter. However, repeatedly being anti-white will not only get you a job at the New York Times, but Twitter's gonna reward you with a verification. If Twitter were a company based on consistency and integrity, which it's not, either both McInnes and Jong's tweets would be okay or both wouldn't be okay. Google, Twitter, and YouTube's agenda are hidden in plain sight. Public figures they disagree with are not only silenced and or fired, they're vilified. The party that rallies around acceptance and diversity suddenly has trouble accepting diversity. That's when it comes to diversity of thought. Conservatives are no better. They're looking towards legislation to even out the playing field. The party that rallies around little government and expanding private businesses are now calling for big government to shrink businesses. Both sides are wrong on this issue, to the point they've both become everything they're against. But hey, as long as you're not a public figure, you shouldn't worry about social media censorship, right? Nope. 
Lawyer Bradley Shear's current client is the family of a student who was rejected from a prestigious college after being asked why he follows Alex Jones on Twitter. What was going on was that during the interview process, the uh, applicant was questioned about the fact that he was following Mr. Jones on Twitter. The student in question never liked or retweeted anything from Jones or Infowars. And um, the fact that he was um, uh, looking his stuff up and that was something that was a challenge during the um, during the actual interview process. And then subsequently, the uh, parents of the uh, student reached out to me, and then I reached out to the uh, the admissions director of the university. According to Gateway Pundit, Shear has another student who was deprived a $25,000 scholarship for simply liking a post on Facebook regarding the 2016 election. And the problem here is the fact that a lot of people just don't understand how invasive a lot of these tech companies are and how invasive a lot of um, private institutions are, are um, using their technology to try to figure out exactly what your race is, what your religion is, um, what your uh, political viewpoints are, and then they're taking this information and they're using it against you. While these are individual cases, there are students facing real-world consequences based off their belief systems. And at this point, we don't know where social media censorship is headed. In the meantime, it would benefit both big tech companies and its users to evaluate the role social media has in our lives. From 90.7 KGHK, this has been Carson Turner.